Hi, I'm Jordani Karma, and I've loved to read ever since I can remember. But somewhere between college and the real world, I miss the memo on what I could be reading as an adult. For years, I thought of adult fiction as this book secret that everyone was in on but me. I decided to change that by focusing on fiction for a year, and choosing books based on a specific genre or theme for each month. This is Season 1, Episode 8 of Reading Like an Adult and we're going to talk about science fiction and alternative history. I have this childhood memory that I can't tie to a specific time or place, but I remember a reading season where my mom would check out a big stack of library books for us based on theme. I think it was themes like the ocean or stars or bunnies, and I remember loving having that stack of picture books with so many words and illustrations to explore. I've always loved getting that big stack of books from the library, and one of my favorite things to do is get hooked on a specific theme or type of book. That's why I wanted to use this approach with my year of fiction as I tried to make sense of my enormous TBR list. That's how my brain works, but you might find a different way to sort your reading list, by urgency, by author backlist, even by color. Even though I decided to make my reading framework into a year-long project and this podcast, that doesn't mean it will be the right fit for you. So you should always feel free to take these reading suggestions and fit them into your own reading life in a different way. Be as strategic and planned or as whimsical and impulsive as you want to be. Science fiction was a new genre for me, and exploring it made me happy all over again that I was approaching reading in this way. I ended up reading a really fun and diverse pile of books this month, as I started with the sci-fi adult fiction titles that intrigued me, and brought in some non-fiction and even a charming middle-grade read that also followed the theme. I'm putting a longer list of titles in the show notes, so you can visit readinglikeanadult.com if you're intrigued. I'm not sure why this is, but sci-fi fired up my imagination in the way I remember fantasy books doing when I was a kid. I just wanted to keep stepping into new worlds and daydreaming about strange creatures and wondering what our future will look like as technology advances. I'm excited that I found a genre that does this for me, because as I talked about a lot in the April episode about a month of reading fantasy, I just don't love fantasy novels the way I did when I was younger, and I've missed that feeling. I let my imagination and reading life run wild this month and picked up several novels based on their fascinating premises. As I'm sure you know, a fascinating book premise doesn't always translate to a great story, but I had a lot of fun trying out new authors and picking up titles I never would have picked up before this year. Something I've been realizing is that a lot of these genres are really big and encompass so many kinds of books. I think you sort of have to invent your own subgenres to figure out what you like. With science fiction and alternative history novels, I found myself organizing them in my own mind as either entertaining sci-fi or transcendent sci-fi. Maybe it's not too surprising for you to hear that it's the second category that I got really excited about. To get specific, let's talk about The Dreamers by Karen Thompson Walker. Maybe you're not the person who can be reading a book about a viral pandemic while living through a viral pandemic, but for whatever reason, I'd reached an emotional place where it felt okay picking up this book, and once I had, it was too beautiful to put down. The story and its pandemic starts with one college student who goes into a heavy sleep and just doesn't wake up. She's still alive and she appears to be dreaming. Her condition spreads to others until there are hundreds of cases. 
the hospital is overwhelmed, and the California city is put on lockdown. I love this book's lyrical prose, weaving in and out of the lives and perspectives of the ensemble cast. It's a book with dark moments that somehow also feels full of light, thanks to the beautiful writing and the insights into human nature. It asks existential questions that are both timeless and timely. What is really happening in our fragile, incredible human brains while we sleep? If we experience something in our minds, does that make it real, even if it's not a real thing in the physical world? Is a personal, specific love for someone what gives life meaning? Are we better off being humanitarians to the whole world and to human life in general? While the vision of pandemic life in the dreamers felt frighteningly close at times, there was also so much hope in this book that in a strange way made it the perfect read for a strange year. The next read I found that I would categorize as transcendent was Little Eyes by Samantha Schweblin. It's also a near-future ensemble cast read, but its premise is smaller, more insidious, and in a way even more terrifying than the thought of a viral sleeping pandemic. Story by story, Little Eyes explores the experiences of people around the world who are purchasing entrance into strangers' homes through the eyes of stuffed toys called Kentuckys. People are either keepers or dwellers, or, in one of the stories, they can try out both experiences. A keeper is someone who buys a stuffed dragon, mole, rabbit, or crow, while a dweller is a user on the other side who sees everything that's happening through the toy's eyes. Why would you want to be a stranger spying on someone else's life, and why, why would you invite those terrifying little eyes into your home? When I started this book, I couldn't imagine why anyone would want to be on either end of that curious relationship slash transaction, but as its interwoven stories unfold, I was surprised by how much this strange and alarming premise had to say about humanity and what we will do not to be lonely or how far we'll go to see more of the world. If you enjoyed the short stories reading theme, Little Eyes reminded me of that reading month because some of the chapters are standalone stories about keepers, dwellers, and the strange connections that happen because of these relationships. It's an exploratory and unique approach to the novel dipping in and out of the stories with longer arcs, and leaving you wanting more in a good way. Like a book of great short stories, Little Eyes feels like a way to go off the map into a wilderness of big, strange ideas. This episode's reading inspiration is about pinpointing the elements that make a novel great or not so great for you. Make a list of everything you want, and everything you do not want in your next read. Maybe you love a setup where best friends will obviously fall in love. Maybe you need a big twist for the ending. This list will evolve over time as your interests change, but you'll probably always have a few bookish staples. I have a serious soft spot for tropes in fiction, and most of the time I want a book with a happy ending, but I also know I need an element of struggle and something that I find relatable. If you haven't yet, you can listen to the episode about romantic comedies for some examples that have all of these elements. A don't for me is when a book plays too much with timeline. I tend to struggle when a story jumps forward and backward in time over and over without a convincing reason for being told that way. For whatever reason, I typically don't love fantasy or historical fiction, but I also try to keep a window open for the possibility of finding the right book for me in those genres. Remember to let this list change whenever it needs to. There will always be an exception to your own reading rules.
episode was written, narrated, and produced by me. I'm Jordani Karma, and I'm glad you're joining me on this reading journey. In the next episode, we'll talk about mysteries. I can't wait.